everybody and welcome to it. You are tuned into the Abide podcast with your girl Misha Solanga. Listen, I am so excited to have you with me today wherever you are from, you know. And the first thing I want to do before I get into today's word, today's, you know, message from God himself, I want to send a shout out to all of my listeners in Namibia. Can we just have that moment, guys? Come on. Come on. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. You know, I I received an email a few days ago that told me that in the month of Jan, my podcast, this very podcast, humble little podcast, was um, number 59 in the Christian um, podcast category. And I was just so humbled. I didn't know I had people listening to me in Namibia. So thank you guys so much for just taking the time, you know, to listen to your girl. And And I just... And you know what? The best part is that you're not even listening to me. You were drawn to the pod- to the podcast by God himself. So shout out to all of you in Namibia. Do hit me up on the DMs and the socials and let me know, you know, how you're loving the podcast and where you are from. Thank you guys so much, man. And of course, not to... <laughs> Please don't feel like I'm hating on you if you're my peeps from South Africa, okay? All of my South Africans. I love you guys and I'm appreciative of your support as well. Uh, our podcast hit 110, I think it was number 110 in the Christian uh, podcast category in South Africa. So again, thank you guys so much because I don't take it for granted that it's a lot of podcasts out there and you choose to listen to mine. And I'm really grateful. I am so grateful for you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Special shout out also to some people who have been very you know, vocal about sharing the podcast. Shout out to Godfrey. You know, my Instagram friend. <laughs> Thank you so much, Godfrey. Thank you so much, my friend Alison Malini for posting. Thank you, Sigelelo, for posting. Thank you, you know, everyone who just takes the time to, 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 to put out, you know, a word and let their friends know and their followers know that there's something like this because we don't take it for granted that the word of God can help every single person. So the more people who know, the more people who hear a word of wisdom, a word of encouragement, a word of, you know, discipline from God, the better. So thank you guys so much for helping me in this journey of, you know, making disciples for Jesus Christ because we know that the Great Commission tells us, you know, uh, in Matthew 20, in Matthew 28, that go ye forth, you know, into the nations and baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So it is our duty, it, it is our mandate to go out there and make disciples every day in whatever way that is for you. It doesn't have to be the way I do it. Whatever way God has called you to do it, you do it in that manner. Anywho, let's get into today's podcast. <laughs> Let's get into today's episode, friends. Like Jonga, I'm so excited to share it with you because God has really been tuning me. I think that's the best way to put it. <clears throat> God has been tuning me and chopping me with his word. And he's been really adamant on me to share, to just share. Don't overthink it. Just share. I'll speak through you. And this is a word that I actually received from him on the 23rd of Jan. And I had written it down. It's a whole sermon that I wrote down, you know, to share with you guys in the podcast. But for some reason, things happened and I got, you know, sidetracked and distracted and I couldn't get to it. But we are back and God is, God still wants you to hear this word. So today I'm going to be reading from the book of Luke, the gospel of Dr. Luke. All right. So turn with me to your Bibles in the gospel of Dr. Luke. Uh, We're going to be reading from verse 5. And um, just flow with me, okay? Flow with me. Just be ready to receive the word of the Lord. And it says, John's birth announced to Zacharias, okay? Verse 5. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. 
His wife was the daughter was one of the daughters of Aaron and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous. Come on now. Verse 6, you better highlight it. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. I want you to highlight this verse. But they had no child. I'm going to say that again. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren and they were both well in advance. They were both well advanced in years, excuse me. So it was that while he was serving as priest before God in the order of his division, this is Zacharias now, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense and he went into the temple of the Lord. Okay. And then it's going to continue, but that's another note. Right now, I want us to sit for a bit here between the verses verse 5 and verse 7 okay I'm gonna sum this up for you the key that I wanna I think the one thing that God impressed on me was that living a righteous life unto the Lord does not exempt you from issues and troubles and bad circumstances and trials I'm gonna say that again for the ones at the back Living a righteous life unto the Lord does not exempt you from issues, troubles, bad circumstances, tragedy, you know, loss, mourning, grief. It doesn't exempt us. Illness, you know, pestilence. We don't live an exempt life from the troubles of this world just because we live a life according, you know, to the way God wants us to live it. And I think that was a word for someone who's just been looking at this Christianity life from the outside and thinking, hey, if I get into this thing with this God, maybe my life is going to be easier. Maybe my life is going to be smoother. My friend, let me be honest with you. It may not be easy, but it's worth it. It's not a cakewalk, but it's worth it. Okay? I'm not saying it's hard, because whatever we experience, we share with Jesus Christ. I think that's the beauty of it. Ooh, let's get into that. The beauty of it is, though we face trials, though we face hardships, though we face, you know, unfortunate circumstances, though we face a uh, rejection, though we face, we face uh, a pestilence, though we face death, mourning, loss, grief, all of these things that everyone else faces, we may not be, we are not exempt from them, but we are given the Holy Spirit. We have Jesus Christ. We have God himself to be with us through it. Isn't that awesome? That even though we are not exempt from these painful things, God is with us on the journey. God is with us on the right. We can turn to him. He says in, in, I think it's in the book of Matthew, Jesus says, come to you, come to me, all you who are burdened and heavy laden, and I will give you rest, right? So we have that we have that privilege that when we are being burdened and we are feeling heavy and we are feeling sad and we are feeling like depression is creeping in and we are feeling hopeless and we are feeling anxious and we are feeling like nothing is planning out we can give that to Jesus he says in the book of I think it's first or second Peter where he says cast your burdens onto the Lord for he cares for you people of the world don't have that listen now I ain't coming for nobody you know, I'm just, I'm just saying it as it is. We as the children of God have the privilege to cast all of our burdens onto him because he cares. He says, I want your burdens. I want everything that you're dealing with. Give it to me. You don't have to go through it alone. Give it to me. Now the people of the world, they can't do that. This thing is exclusive for the sons and the daughters of the almighty God. 
okay? There's people of God in this world and then there's children of God who have been adopted into his family as sons. That's a topic for another day. I'm not saying that this God chooses, but I am saying that there is favor allotted to family. Come on, somebody. <laughs> oh, you better hear this. There is favor allotted to family. Are we clear? And that's on period. Okay? You give preference to those who are your family, whether of blood or not. You give preference to your family and that is how it works with God. Favor, preference are given to his sons and his daughters. Go read your Bible if you don't know selection, if you don't know election, if you don't know favor. Go read the story of Jacob and Esau. Okay? I'm not going to get into that because that, that's not the word for today. Today we're talking about Zacharias and Elizabeth. Okay? So we're reading the book of Luke chapter 1 from verse 5 and we stopped at verse 8. Now, this couple lived for God. Okay, Zacharias was a priest and Anne Elizabeth was a virtuous woman who loved the Lord, right? But there's this there's, there's verse 6 there. It says, they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and the ordinance of the Lord. And they were blameless, but they had no child because Elizabeth was barren, right? Elizabeth was barren. You would think that, or we tend to think that, because we are in the Lord, because we are living for the Lord, because we, we obey the word of God, because we do whatever God wants us to do when he wants us to do it, because we are keeping ourselves and we're waiting for marriage and we're virgins until marriage, because we don't swear, because we don't drink alcohol, we don't do anything that is of this world. We are trying our best to pursue holiness before God. You would think that Elizabeth, who did the exact same, who was living a holy and righteous life unto God, you'd think God would give her that one thing of having a child. Because if we think of it contextually in the day and the age, a woman was to have children. A woman was to raise a family and to, and to bear children for her husband, give him heirs, and to take care of that family. Now this woman, Elizabeth, could not do that thing that most people would have said is the one thing you're supposed to do. And we think that with our righteous living, that it buys us a soft life with no challenges. I'm going to tell you now, my friend, righteous living, living a life for God does not buy you a soft life. It does not exempt you from trials and tribulations. Okay? But it seems clearly that God is not only here to make our dreams come true. He's not only here to ensure that we are happy, that we are living our best lives. If our best lives align with what he has called us to do, great. But God's mission is not to give you your heart's soul desire. It is to have you live for him. It is to have you live for him and not for anything he can give you. Because out of living for him, that is when the desires of your heart will be given. He says so in Matthew, I believe it's 6.33. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. All these desires, all these passions, all these ambitions shall be added unto you. When you do what first? You seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And we see that Elizabeth did this, right? But let's keep it moving. We see now in verse, uh, in verse 7, it says... But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren and they were both well advanced in years. So plainly put in today's modern English, Elizabeth and Zacharias were old. 
they were old and Umam Elizabeth unfortunately was not in a phase in her life where she could be bearing kids. You know, biologically speaking, her clock had, had struck out. But though she was now old, Luke still refers to her as righteous and to Zacharias as well as righteous. Where am I going with that specific point? I'm trying to show you and that this teaches us that though they had not been blessed, okay, you better listen to me now. Though these two had not been blessed with what was a deep desire, they continued to live for the Lord. You're not hearing me, brother. You're not hearing me, sister. Though Zacharias and his wife had not been blessed with their deepest desire, they still lived for God. Hey, guys, though they were not blessed with their deepest desire, Zacharias and his wife lived for the Lord. I need you to let that sink in. The Bible tells us that these two were well advanced in their years, which tells us that they were old and I'm sure now but they had long given up on the possibility of having children because of their advanced age. I mean, it only makes sense, you know, that we pray for things, we do things, we beg God, and when we think that physically in the natural time is up, we give up on those things. You would think that Elizabeth and her husband would have given up on having a child when the Bible even tells us that they were advanced in age. Hey, my goodness. But even though what I'm getting at is even though they were not blessed with what they deeply desired, they still lived for God. How many of us, come on now, how many of us have gone through phases, have gone through seasons where we feel like God isn't answering our prayers, where we feel like God isn't doing enough for us and we stop believing? How many times do we feel like God has distanced himself from us? Okanye, he's not answering our prayers. Our, our lives aren't going the way we think they should and therefore we stop believing. We stop living righteously. Sure, we go to church. Sure, we, we, we attend prayer meetings. Sure, by name, we are Christians. But our spirits are disconnected from the Spirit of God. Their devotion to God was deeper than what God could bless them with. Come on, guys. In this generation of, of people who always want to receive, who are always on the receiving end, what more can I get? God, what more can you bless me with? God, what more are you going to give me? What more? What more? What more? These two lived their lives. Their devotion to God was deeper than the blessing they wanted to receive. Is your devotion to God deeper than the blessing you want from Him? Is your commitment, is your allegiance to God even though He might not give you everything you dream of? Will you still dare to serve the Lord if He doesn't bless you with what you want? You know what this shows me? This relationship? What, what, what Elizabeth and her husband show me is that their love for God was deeper than the blessing. Their love for God was deeper than what they could receive. It was all about what they could give to Him. How many of us are more focused on what we can give back to God than what He can give to us? Because if we're being completely honest, what God has done for us is already enough. Jesus dying on the cross to redeem us and restore us to our rightful place in God's family is enough. But because we are an ungrateful nation, but because we are a people who constantly want more, 
we don't see that as enough how many guys can we make it a point to daily remind ourselves of everything god has done in the past and be content and okay if he doesn't do any more can you search your heart in this moment can you search your heart and find out and think be honest with yourself you don't have to tell me be honest with yourself if god were to seize blessing you are you content with how much he has done for you already do you rate what he has done for you already outside of his death on the cross which is both which is which is a lot that is all that should matter the fact that we are in the family of god is what should matter but the fact that you are awake that you're breathing you're alive to see another day when others have died God has kept you through coronavirus. God, some of you have, have contracted coronavirus, but you survived. Your family is with you. You're blessed with a job, albeit something you don't like. You have an income. God is providing for you through that. There's so much more I could list, but everything that Jesus did for us after the cross has been a bonus. I'm just, I'm, I just want to drop that there. I don't know who needed to hear that, but I just needed to put that there. Mm. Their devotion to God was deeper than what he could give them. Our generation, we've become so despondent when God doesn't answer our prayers or make our dreams come true. Where's the lie? When we feel like God isn't answering fast enough, we become despondent. We ignore our duty to, to commune with him. We neglect and avoid coming into communion and fellowship with God because we feel like you haven't done your part, God. You haven't done what I asked you to do yesterday. God, I asked you for this thing yesterday, last week, and it's not done yet, so I'm not going to come back because clearly you're not, you're not listening to me. Can we mature? Church of God, can we mature and be bigger than, 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 than receiving? Can our relationship... Actually, let's get into the nitty-gritties. Can we not go into relationship with God only expecting to receive? Let's question ourselves. How much are we giving? Before you become despondent because God hasn't answered your prayer, just because he hasn't answered now doesn't mean he's not going to answer in the future. Delay does not mean denial. But now imagine you deny, ooh, you're denying yourself the blessing of God by becoming despondent because you think he's not going to answer. That's immaturity. We need to become a mature people of God who understand that everything we need, he will provide. There is no need for you to become despondent when you think he hasn't answered because when you pray for it, he attends to it. Ooh, okay, let's move. Where Elizabeth and her husband served God despite not having a child. Despite not having their deepest desire, Elizabeth and her husband continued to serve the Lord. It says here, verse 6 says, They were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments. They were deemed righteous before God, even though they didn't have a child. See, as, as a people, listen, you know what, y'all are perfect. I'm not going to put this on y'all. I'm going to put this on myself. because Let me not speak for you. I would question God. Let's just be real with it. There are certain things that you think you are entitled, and we are entitled to them because you know God is our Father and He owns all things and He will give us 
all that we need. But when certain things don't happen, and I have a very recent story of this, because of the you know the in, the in, the industry that I'm in and the work that I do, I often always have to you know be close to the Lord and constantly pray. My Father God, here's an opportunity. I think it'll be great. I'm going to put myself out there. I will cast. I will audition. I will send an email. I will do this. I will do that. And even if it's something that I thought like God would really give me, and He doesn't, and then I'm like, God, what did I do wrong? Why did I not get this? Why did I? <laughs> we question God. We question God and sometimes we become despondent and we cease to live righteously because we say, what's the point? Can we change our mindset? Jesus is the point of it all. Not the blessings he gives you, not the gifts he bestows upon us. We should not be in a tit-for-tat relationship with God. Oh Lord, I prayed yesterday. I've been, I've been, you know, I've been reading my Bible plans, Father God. Why are, not, why are you not making things happen in my life? I give every Sunday, I give my tithe, I do this, my life should be moving in a certain direction. Guys, don't hear me incorrectly, I'm not saying God doesn't want to bless us. God is going to bless us. It is his default setting to give good gifts to his children. They are coming, but we need to change our mindset towards them. Our lives, our, our relationship with God, the way we live, our obedience levels should not be measured, you know, by how much we are expecting back from God. You must move from a point of loving God, not from a point of wanting to receive. I'm going to do this because God's going to do that. No, no, you're missing the point. We do this thing because we love him. We do this thing because we understand that he's done so much for us. We live righteously, not because he's going to smite us with, with thunder and lightning. We live righteously and we obey. We, we obey his word because we know that he loves us. He loved us before we loved him. He sent his one and only son to die before we could even know that that was a thing. The Bible tells us he loved us before we loved him. Even when we were in sin, he loved us. That is why we live a righteous life. Okay? We, we, we need to get our motives checked, guys. We need to check our motives and why we are in a relationship with God. Why are we living for Him? Because we need to reroute some things. We need to unpluck some mindsets. If you are told that you need to get into a relationship and start living for God because He's going to bless you, it's not a lie, but that shouldn't be that shouldn't be the foundation of your relationship with God. The foundation of your relationship with God should be love. It should be admiration. It should be reverence. It should be honoring. It should be understanding that what a privilege. Like, okay, let me put it this way, my face. Let me put it, let me, let me try and simplify it for you. I wish you could see my face. Let me simplify this for you. Imagine your biggest favorite. And this is not me deducing God to your, to your celebrity, your favorite celebrity or whatever. But imagine getting the opportunity to become friends, even family members in the same family with one of the biggest stars in this world that you admire and that you love and that you think like, oh my goodness, this person is everything and more. That person that you low-key make your idol, but that's not a, that's not a chat for today. Even think maybe even the royals in the UK. I don't personally care much for them, but in the UK, maybe you guys care. Let's say in the royals, you want to be friends, you know, 
What, what's her name? Is it, is, it, is it Princess Kate Middleton? I, I, I might get this incorrectly, please forgive me. But imagine becoming friends with that person. It's unlikely because they're so exclusive, right? It's unlikely that you would ever, they, they are so far away, they are, so, you, they are unreachable. They are put up there to be admired and to be revered. Now God, the creator of the universe, the creator of heavens and earth, the one who breathed life into you says you can be my son you can be my friend i want you to be in my family and i want to have a relationship with you yet you would desire relationship with people who who don't even care about you who don't even know you exist and you would neglect a relationship with with the god of the universe who knows the number of hairs on your head who knows the days that are numbered for you on this earth who knew you before come on who knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb who planned you in eternity and knew that you were going to be in this world at this you know period in time you would give up having a relationship with that person because, because you feel like your blessings aren't coming. Because your relationship with, with God is contingent on blessings. Come on, we need to reevaluate our motives, guys. We need to do better. The time of playing is over. We need to be serious about our relationship with God. And the reason I was reading this specific scripture and sharing it with you guys is because I'm inspired by, by, by the way Dr. Luke describes and, and relays to us the relationship that that Zacharias and Elizabeth had with God that Zacharias and Elizabeth in Luke chapter 1 did not have a relationship that was contingent and based on blessing based on their deepest desires being fulfilled their relationship and their devotion to God was for God it, 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 it was it was an understanding that he was the God of the nation of Israel he was the God who took the nation of Israel out of Egypt, who defeated their enemies, who protected them in the wilderness, who provided manna for them daily, who, who struck a rock and water came out, who blessed them with everything they needed when they had 40 years in the wilderness, who brought them into the promised land. They understood that this is the God who is able to do so much for those who love and are devoted to him. They didn't care. Okay, let me not say they didn't care because I'm sure it was a, it was a sore topic. But the Bible tells us that still they lived righteously despite not having what they deeply desired. So I'm challenging you today to introspect. Would you still love God? Would you still devote your life to Him if He didn't give you your deepest desire? Think on that. This story does have a happy ending. In that later on we see, you know, as we read further, an angel of the Lord comes to Zacharias when he's, and when he's in the temple. And he tells him that, Zechariah, you're going to have a child. Elizabeth is going to be pregnant. She's going to have a child. Zacharias, right, like, like a normal human, is like, wait, what you mean though? We old. We can't be doing all of that. But the angel says, listen, I'm not, I'm not telling that you're going to do it. God is going to do it for you. The child will come. Just believe. So again, the blessings will come, but check your heart. Is your relationship contingent on the blessing? Is your relationship built on the notion of getting something from God? Or is it built on loving Him and, 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 and showing your appreciation for all that He's done for you? Mm. Friends, friends, our God is good.
and our God loves us. And he wants us in this moment to check our motives. Check our motives. The Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews, you know, that the word of God is sharper than any double-edged sword. That it's alive. That it's active. It, it, it cuts and divides. Right? The word of God cuts and divides between bone and marrow, spirit and soul. And then later on goes to say that it, it judges the thoughts and the motives. Our thoughts and our motives are judged by the word of God. So if you're wondering now, Misha, yes, I want to do an introspection. How do I go about knowing my motives? Read the word of God. Does it agree with the word of God? Is it in line with the word of God? Is, is the way you feel in line with how God would feel, with how Jesus would feel? With how, like guys, everything we need is in the word of God. We don't even have to trip and try to figure things out. God has made it plain in the text. And if you would just bother, if you would just bother to take time and open the word of God and seek his face, he will make things clear to you. Mm, come on now. I just, I just want to take this moment and say again, thank you so much for listening. I believe God has spoken his heart to us as his children. He has given us, he has given us a piece of his heart and it is up to you to receive it. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love you so much. Don't forget to share this with your friends. Don't forget to share it on your Instagram and your Twitter and tag me so I know that you're out there. And let me know where you're from, guys. I love you all so much and I'm so blessed and I'm so privileged to be able to do this and share the word of God and share the heart of God with you guys. Until next time, I'm out. <laughs>